And I have been actually in a little series here, mini-series, and we've been talking about understanding the Holy Spirit. Stay with me, Pastor Dave. I know you're getting ready. To, you wanted to fly, aren't you? You was getting ready to go. You seen that, Dave? You said, I'm a... No. Well, I'm going to pray. Because I really believe today, and I know every message has this potential, but I really believe today's message really has the potential to change your life. If you let it. God wants to do something in you, church. But the only way that he could do something in you is when you yield to the Holy Spirit. When you yield to him, you'll be filled with him. Whatever you yield to, you'll be filled to. And so I'm going to pray that God opens our eyes this morning because we're going to go a little bit deeper in understanding the Holy Spirit because no one ever taught me about the Holy Spirit. Oh, my goodness gracious. I used to think, I mean, I, I, would, I didn't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit because confused minds won't make decisions. And if you're confused about something, you shy away from it. But I want to not make you confused, but I want your understanding, your eyes to be open up, your mind to be, you go, wow, I finally get it. Don't you love it when you finally are doing something? I never knew I could do that. It's like our visor. We're going to have a visor moments. If you wasn't here about the visor, I mean, am I lying? He's sitting in my car. We've had that sucker for eight, or eight, eight years, and, and we're driving over to De- Denise's mother's funeral, and, and, and it's like sun was coming in. I said, that sun's awful bright. And he said, it is, and he grabs that visor, turns over, and just pulls it out and just stopped that sun. <laughs> and we never knew it would do that, but he did. I said, how did you know to do that? He said, there's a little arrow right there that says it goes on out. But it's, it's, it is like a revelation. So this morning, my prayer is that you have a visor moment. I never knew it did that. I never knew that was for me. I never knew that was available. So let's pray, okay? Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for your word this morning. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about anything else, God. I don't want to talk about my week. I don't want to talk about what happened. God, I want to talk about you. God, we're going to talk about your, your word We're going to see, God, your word come alive in all of us this morning, God. Let it speak new revelation in every single one of us, God. And I pray that, God, that we will all be like those spiritual sponges that, God, that we just want so much more of it. Because, God, we know it can change every part of our life. God, it can change our marriage. It can change our own lives. It can change our children, God. It can change our attitude toward others, God. God, and it could give us the direction that we need to make decisions that, God, we need to make. And, God, I pray that, God, even as the psalmist David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path. And, God, I pray that, that, God, that that revelation will be true this morning. Just let it begin to expose darkness and, and God, let it begin to shine light in our lives, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Thank you, Pastor David. Again, today, we are going to be having a baptism after the second service, right at the end of the service. So, so please, please, please come. And if you've never been baptized, or maybe, maybe you thought you got saved when you were younger and you ended up getting baptized, but you, you realize, I, I, I just really wasn't saved. Maybe your mom and dad saved you. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and then you end up getting baptized, and, and, and then you just kind of, but then later on in your life, you're like, whoa, I, I, 
I, I don't think I was really saved. I, I never really made that full commitment. So if you do, if you, that's you or wherever they're at, maybe you, you slipped away and, and you're just rededicated your life. You say, hey, I want to I do it all over again. I want to encourage you to do it today. And so right after the worship in the second service, Denny will meet with everyone back here in the kitchen for just real briefly, talk to you about why you're doing what you're doing and explain it, make sure everybody's on the right page, and then we're going to baptize you at the end of the service. So I encourage you to do that. Um, again, hopefully, I, I, I'm praying that you've learned a lot so far. Y'all been learning anything about the Holy Spirit that maybe you've never knew before in, in this little mini-series we've been in? I, I, this is actually the fourth one, or the third one, I'm sorry, the third one. And, and I, I believe we're going to stop here, I, 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 not unless if God wants me to go a little further. But today we're going to talk about the baptisms of the Holy Spirit because it is Baptism Sunday. And so I thought it would be appropriate to talk about it uh, this morning. But again... Um, We've been learning a lot. And let me back up a little bit, though. Week one of this series, Understanding the Holy Spirit, we learned that the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our friend. And the Holy Spirit is God. Okay? But the problem sometimes we run into, we, we, we look at God, and I think I was talking to Jim this morning about this. When you got a wrong perception about the Holy Spirit, so a lot of times we only see the Holy Spirit as a power. Okay, but we've learned that, that, that he is God. And so then the second week, I thought, well, let's take a little step further because let's learn that he's just not God, but he's an actual person. He has a personality. He has a soul. He thinks. He has a mind, a will, and emotion. He has thoughts. He grieves. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. He has emotions. And so he is a person. Why is that important? It's because you can't have a personal relationship with a power or a force, but only a person. And so if you never look at the Holy Spirit as the person of God, then, then, then you'll never have a personal relationship with him. And so we have to understand it's just, the Holy Spirit is just his function. And we get confused about the name. We think that's his name. No, that's his function. Remember, and it's the function, he's the third part of the Trinity. It is God functioning as the Father to us, and we have God functioning as the Son for us as we get saved, and then we have God functioning as the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and that's where we receive the power of Him, and He gives us knowledge and understanding and all things, amen, that we need to be instructed on. And so we learn that He's a person. But now today, we're going to take it a step further, and I'm going to get real controversy because we have many different, probably, denominations with us made up. I'm sure that some of you, you come, you might have a Baptist background. Some of you, you may have a Methodist background. Some of you may have a Pentecostal background. Some of you may have the Christian church background. Whatever, where you're from. You know, maybe Catholic. We've got quite a few Catholics with it. But wherever that you're at, this has always been the number one controversy amongst believers all around the world. So my goal today is to get us all on the right page, and I don't want to talk about what I want to say, but let's look to the Word and see what the Word has to say about this question right here. Can I be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Now, everybody gets scared about that. Now, let's, let's pause for a moment. I think I put this in my notes this morning because I want us to get this in our spirit. Let's go to the, the, this, this phrase that God gave me. Why would you ever, think about this, why would you ever be afraid of something that's in the Bible? If it's in the Bible, why are you afraid of it? Think about that for a moment. 
I'm going to tell you why you're afraid of it, because of silliness or because of misteaching or because of what people have said. And let me tell you something. And the Bible specifically, I want to get way ahead of myself, but the Bible says that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. No wonder the enemy doesn't want you to know anything about it. No wonder he works so hard to keep you confused and afraid of it. He doesn't want you to have anything to do with it. And by the way, he's not silly. He's not strange. He's not, it's God. He is God. Okay, the Holy Spirit, he's God function as the Holy Spirit. So l- let's go here for a moment. And, and I'm going to show you that there are three baptisms in the Word of God. There are three. And, and then it's clear right here. And I'm going to show them to you really quickly this morning. Number one, the first baptism, and we all agree with this, we're baptized in Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit drawing us when we're lost to Christ so that we will be baptized in Jesus and get saved. So there's the baptism of Jesus. Everybody understand that? Into Christ. That's the first baptism. When you get saved, you were baptized in Christ. That's why Nicodemus says, therefore, you know, you must die. You must be born again. If you're going to inherit the kingdom of God or, or go to the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Every man must be born again. So in other words, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. So the old is gone and the new is, 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 comes. And, and that leads me to, well, let me go ahead and give you a scripture here. Because we're baptized, or we're, we're, we, are, we are baptized by the Holy Spirit into Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. Now watch, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. So it is with the body of Christ. That's all of us when we become believers. For we were all baptized by one spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. As so, or so as to form one body, whether we're the Jews or rather Gentiles, the entire world here, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. In other words, we were baptized by the Holy Spirit into Christ. That's our first baptism. Everybody with me on that? So we're baptized in Christ. We get saved. Now, here's the second baptism. We're baptized in water by man. In other words, we get, that's what we're going to do today. That's why God really dealt with my heart about preaching on the baptism this morning because we're going to do baptism, okay? And so if you've never been baptized, it's important that we're baptized, okay? And by the way, there are different, okay, again, we're made up of so many different denominations, um, that some denominations believe that, that it is the part of the salvation, okay? You're not saying tell you're baptized. And then others say it's just more of an outward expression of an inward commitment you make to Christ. But I'm not here to get into that theology with you this morning because that's not where we're going to go. But, but the bottom line is this, is the second baptism is in water. When you're, immersed, when you're submerged in the water, you go down one person, but you come up clean. It's representing a baptism in water. Let me show you the scripture here on this. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, what, doing what? Baptizing them in water. This is water. Them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. There's the Trinity. Baptizing them, okay? Now, here's where the controversy comes in. It comes in in Ephesians chapter 4, and I, for the sake of time, I'm not going to put it up here, but Ephesians chapter 4, it says that there's one baptism. Understand there's one God. Referring, when you get that and when you study it, you'll realize it's talking about well, one God. We're all baptized really under one God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But yet there are three in one, right? There's still the Trinity. And there's still three baptisms. So we know, but even the people who believe that there's only one baptism, 
They still believe there's two, baptism in Christ and baptism in, in the water. <laughs> okay, then if there's two, then there's one. No, it's referring to one God. We're baptized really in, in one God, but God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But there's still three baptisms. Now, here's the, th- here's the third one, okay? We're baptized in the Holy Spirit, reversing, now totally different subject, by Jesus. Everyone get that. A lot of people, they get confused about the first one and the second one. The first one, we're baptized into Jesus by the Holy Spirit. This one, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit by Jesus. Let me give you the scripture here in Matthew 3, verses 11. And by the way, this is John talking. This is John the Baptist talking when he was baptizing here. Now watch what he says. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. Pay very close attention to this now. Because those of you all want to understand this, you're going to learn it this morning. Whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. What is he going to do? It says he or Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, here's what people says. Well, he was just talking about the disciples. No, he wasn't. The disciples had not even been established yet. Jesus has not even formed the disciples yet. They weren't there. They weren't there. Well, he was talking about the 120. No, he wasn't. He was there with a group of people, and he was talking to them. He's talking to the entire church here. He's talking to all of us. He said, I'm not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, let me show you more scriptures on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to me. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> For whatever reason, people get afraid. And I, I think, and the enemy doesn't want us to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because I'm telling you, it will literally change your life. Now, watch this now. Let me give you some more scriptures on this. It's all through the Bible talking about the third baptism. Now, in Luke chapter 3, verses 16, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one... Now, this is a different scripture. The other one's in Matthew. It's the same scripture. I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of the whose sandals I'm not even worried to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, let's go to John chapter 1, verses 33. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, watch, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who's going to do what? He's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Am I the only one seeing this? So there's another baptism. The third baptism is with the Holy Spirit. And in Mark chapter 8, 1 verses 8, it goes on and says this. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Think about this for a moment. So so let me break this down. Let's bring it into simplicity for all of us this morning, okay? The three baptisms. There's the salvation, baptism in Jesus, and water. That's the baptism with water, what we're going to do today. And then the third is the Holy Spirit baptism. There are three baptisms. Now, if we're going to follow Jesus... Don't you think we need to follow his principles that he's teaching us to do? So if he was baptized in the water, should we be baptized in water? If he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, should we be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Sure. 
Okay, was G- did Jesus do all three of these? Well, technically not the first one. The reason why was because he was already saved. He was perfect in every way. Remember, the, 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 the clean, which was Jesus, came, so the unclean, which you and I, could be made clean. So we needed to be baptized. We needed to be renewed. That's why Nicodemus said, unless you be born again, you can't, you can't go to heaven. You can't inherit the kingdom of God. You can't go. So you must be born again. But Jesus came to save us. Now we're saved into him. So, so he was already saved, but was he water baptized? Sure he was. Let me give you a scripture here. In Luke 3, verses 21 and 22, now watch. It says, when all the people were being baptized... Jesus was baptized too. Okay. Now, people go, well, he wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't baptized with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know what I get frustrated about? Is everybody's all big and up in arms about Greek and Hebrew, understanding that. You know what I get up in arms about is people, they just don't understand the Word of God. They don't read it. Read, let's read what the Word says. They stop there because they're afraid. Don't be afraid of it. Watch now. And as he was praying, what happened to Jesus? Heaven was opened up, and the Holy Spirit, what did it do? It descended on him. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my goodness. There it is, in bodily form, like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And so if, if, it, if it was important for Jesus to be baptized in water, how much more important do you think we ought to do that? We should all do that. If you've not been baptized in water, I'm saying today, run home, get closing, get back here, man. You need to be baptized with water because there are three baptisms that we need to follow through. If you're saved, you already received the baptism of Christ. But the third one, if it was important for Jesus to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, how much more important is it for us? God, I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you encourage you. We all need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But here's the problem. Everybody gets so caught up in the moment that you say you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Oh, speaking in tongues. That's not what I'm saying. That will come. If you're filled with the Spirit, that's one of the benefits. But they don't make a whole religion about it. I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, the same way Paul is, have you been filled with the Spirit? Have you been baptized with the Spirit? Now, I'm going to show you the reason why the enemy, he does not want us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He does not want this because he knows that you're going to receive power. Now, it's all through the Bible. Let me give you some more scriptures here. In Acts chapter 2, just I want to show you. In Acts 8 verses 12, but when they believed, that's they got saved, Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and all the name uh, uh, God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. There, there it is with water, both men and women. Both men and women, they were baptized. Now, again, right there, that's where the average Christian stops, right there. Okay, I've got everything that I need. I'm saved and I'm baptized. I don't need any more. We stop right there. But again, 
That's, there's a problem. You can't stop there because there's a little more. Watch here. Let me give you this scripture here. And we got to keep reading because the average Christian will stop right there. Now, are we missing something? Are we really missing something? Probably the most important thing of really going after something that, they, that, that the scriptures want us to do. Let's go on now. Let, let's see. Now, it goes on now. If you just keep reading your Bible, it's amazing. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they got saved, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that there they might receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Why? Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on, on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Y'all seeing this? Isn't this good? But, but what do we do? We stop. Well, I've been baptized in, in, in Jesus, and I've been baptized in water. That's all that I need. And I, I'm good. And you know what? To be honest with you, that's all you need to go to heaven. Really, salvation, all you really need to go to heaven. We know that on the thief on the cross. But you know what? You'll live a powerless life. I want everything. If it's in the Bible, if it's available, I want it all. If it speaks of three baptisms, then I want to know enough about these three baptisms. But, but what did they say? They told me, they say, look, look, you have two, but there's one more. You need it all. You need the other one. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's a baptism in the Holy Spirit and of the Holy Spirit. Now watch. In Acts 19, verses 1 and 6. I love this. And by the way, and I'm going to share this to you, Acts 19 was 25 years after the day of Pentecost. 25 years after the day of Pentecost. So don't tell me it died with the apostles. You want to know who wants you to know that and think that? The enemy does. Because he, he want, and I'm, I'm telling you, you do not want to leave at the end. The end, I'm going to show you. It's going to open your eyes. It will blow you away when I'm going to show you. But watch now. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? In other words, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you got saved? They answered, and evidently they went to the same church that I went to. Oh, we better don't go there. They went to the same church I went to because you don't bring it. I got saved. I got, I got baptized. Well, we won't talk about that other thing, Gary. We, don't, we, don't, we just don't we won't go there. Okay. They went to the same church I did because what, what, here's their comeback. They answered, no, we have not, we've not even heard that there's a Holy Spirit. <laughs> so Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? Well, this is the, I, I was able to answer that question too. Well, John's baptism, they replied. I got baptized. I mean, I got baptized in Jesus, and I got baptized in water. And so Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Yeah, I repented of my sins. I got saved. I was baptized in Jesus. And, he's, and he told the people to believe in the one coming after them. That is, in Jesus, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. We got baptized in water, and we got baptized in Jesus. Paul says, uh-uh. No, that's not what I'm asking you. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Since you believe, watch. When Paul placed his hands on them, <laughs> the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied and lived the rest of their life goofy and strange and did dumb things. 
No. We get so scared of that. Why are you afraid of something that's in the Bible? And I talked to you about the most purest language we could ever have. And you see, I believe that was the language that God gave Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You ever wonder what language they spoke? They were perfect in every way. But God was going to restore a new language back in the New Testament. And I believe it happened here at Pentecost. And so our language is perverted. There's not any language in the world that's pure enough to really, truly talk to God personally. So what did he do? He restored a new language there. So I know and you're getting weird, weird on me already. Because, oh, speaking in tongues, we're going to get really weird. Well, who told you that? If it's in the Bible, why are we afraid of it? It's here. This is what it says. I'm not making this up. It doesn't say they were goofy. It doesn't say they were strange. They just spoke in tongues in a new language. God gave them a new language, a pure language, and then they prophesied. Prophesied. Isn't that wonderful? But they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, think about this. This is Paul, the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. A guy who had all of his theology correct. If anyone had authority to be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was Paul. And if Paul's saying it, he's on to it. So listen to me. And he says this. Paul knows his theology. He understands it. But pastor, this only happened in the book of Acts in chapter 2. No longer. Well, hang on. If we turn on over and we turn on over to Acts chapter 8, this is five years after the day, after the day of Pentecost. And by the way, Pentecost is 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. Don't even panic. You panic of that word too, don't we? Oh my gosh, Pentecostal. That just means 50. <laughs> just 50 days after his resurrection. But what happened? What happened? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. That was that was that was that was eight years afterwards. And if we turn on over to the book of chapter 10 in Acts, it was 10 years after. And then we just read in Acts chapter 19, it was 25 years later they were still receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Please, please, please listen to me. Do not shy away from the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. Don't let anybody keep you from going after and being filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. And today, you be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? I'm not saying whatever comes, comes. But you just be baptized. You yield to the Spirit and you will be filled with the Spirit. You will be baptized with the Spirit. Don't push away God. He is God, our helper, our friend. He is God, the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, God functioning as the Holy Spirit. And so I want to ask you the same question. I just want to put it up here and let it sink in. Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received it? Because there's a third baptism. I was never taught this. I went to that church those other fellows went to. I never knew there was one because no one took the time to tell me that there was one. All I was just shown things. Okay, I was just cutting in, and everybody did this way, this way, and it just confused me. Confused minds won't make a decision. My goal as a pastor is to teach you what the Word says, not what people are doing, but what does the Word say? What, what, what does this say? Okay? There is a three, three baptism. We can, we can deny it. We can, we can try to hide it. We can try to say, oh, it's no. Listen to me. The enemy does not want you to be filled with the Spirit. He does not want you. And I'm going to show you the reason why here in just a minute. I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind out. I'm getting ready to go. But I want to show you that there is a, there's a three, the Trinity is in heaven. 
okay? That's a witness there, and also here on earth. How's people going to know that you're saved? Now watch, it, it, is it just two baptisms, or is it three, or is it just one? Let me show it to you. In John verses, or 1 John chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, now watch. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. What are they? God the Father, the Word is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. There we have the Trinity, okay? That's the witness in heaven, okay? In heaven, the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. You catch it? Now, I didn't make this up. This is what it's saying here, okay, right there. There's the Trinity. Now, and three, watch this, there are three where that bear witness, where? Here on earth. What are they, church? What are they? Watch now. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. That's why we get baptized into Jesus and we get baptized in the water. And I'm not going to stop and I need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that's going to be my witness to people in the world to know that I'm a true disciple of Christ, that I belong to him. But now, how many people are only walking in the two? Now, I'm going to show you something. I took our pastors to a pastor's conference, I don't know, about six years ago. And uh, I heard Pastor Robert minister this. It's where I'm getting this information from. But he didn't have this in the book. But, and I felt it's important because it's important that you see this. Now watch this, okay? So you're going to understand the Holy Spirit and its function right now. Are you ready? Okay. This is the tabernacle of Moses. We can take the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, all the way back in the Old Testament too. It's amazing. Types and shadows. Now I'm going to show it to you. Okay. What we have here is the tabernacle of Moses. This is what they called the outer court. There's only one way to enter into this temple or this tabernacle, and it's through this gate right there. That's it. No other way. The whole goal is what? And now we have over here what they call more the, the, the outer court, and this is pretty much called the inner court. This is the holy place, okay? There's other things in there, showbread, different things right there, other oils, whatever. But right here is the most holy. There's where the curtain was at right here. That's the most holy place. That's where God's dwelling is. And so the whole goal for them was so that they could get to the presence of God. What is our goal this morning? It's to get to the presence of God, right? So there were three things that they had to do in order to get to the holy of holies. And I'm going to show you what they were. Okay, now watch this. The first thing when they would enter into this, they would see an altar. And what happened at the altar? It was the blood of the lamb. They sacrificed the blood of the lamb. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so what does that represent? Go to the next one. Salvation. Right there it is. Being baptized with Christ. Are you seeing this? Isn't that good? And the second thing that they had to do. Man, I'm, can you tell I'm pumped about this? Now watch this. And the second thing that they did is, was this. They also saw a, come on, go ahead and put the next picture up right there. It is a laver. What is that? It had water in it. And what, did it, what does the water do? Water, when they would get there, they would wash. They'd had to wash themselves, right? And so what does that do? What does that represent? Let's go to the next one. Water. Baptism. Are y'all getting what I'm seeing here? Isn't that good? 
It's all through the Bible. And here's the third one. They would, they would go to the altar. They would sacrifice the lamb with the blood. That's salvation. We're baptized in, in Jesus. The second one, we're baptized in water. And then the third one here, they would see a flask of oil. What does the oil do? They would take the oil. They would pour it on them. That oil. Anytime you see oil in the Old Testament, it always represents what? The Holy Spirit. They were baptizing themselves with the Holy Spirit. Are you catching this? There it is. Salvation, water, and Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? Now, that's how they were. But Now, watch. The only way they could get to God is whenever they would follow this principle. But stop right there. Now, I want you to see this. Thank you. Don't move that. Here's what we do. Today, this, just think about this. Have we done this? We come into the temple. We get saved. Hallelujah, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I'm ready to go to heaven. Okay, you're right. But the next thing that we have to do the ne- is what the second baptism, he says, now I want you to be baptized with water. Follow my, follow my example. Jesus said, be baptized with water. So we do. We get baptized with water. We say, I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to wait till they get warm. I might do it next summer. I don't know, but I'm gonna, I'll get baptized then. All right? It's all warm. We're ready to go. So trust me, if you want to get baptized, today's to do it. But here, now watch. But has the church. And the, the third one is the Holy Spirit. Mm. He's a little goofy and strange. I don't think I'm going to do that. And what do we do? We'll go around and go into the Holy of Holies. Now, how many of you know your Bible? What happened if you tried to get into the Holy of Holies any other way than what the system that God had set up, what would happen? You would die. Let me ask you this question. How many Christians today are living dead? No power over their family. No power over their marriages. Their marriage is falling apart. They're fine. Everything, everything's falling apart. Could it be that we're trying to live life without the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And if you do, I'm hoping somebody just caught this and just maybe, why are you struggling so much? Are you not allowing the Holy Spirit to baptize you? Are you trying to do life without the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit's the most important one, church. It is God functioning as, as the Holy Spirit. It is a he. he. He is God living inside. He's your friend. He's your provider. He's your guide. And, and he will be the one in living inside of you. But the enemy doesn't want him to be full inside of you. Because he knows that once he's inside of you, living full inside of you, but then all of a sudden you will have the one living inside of you that knows everything about everything. And then you'll begin to understand and know everything about everything. And so the only way, to, only way to, the, to, to, the, to the most holy place to go to the next one is boom, 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 boom. No other way. And by the way, you don't get to make the rules. God sets the rules. But man tries to adjust the rules and go around it. No, 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 no. We can't redo the rules. God already has the rules in place. Some of you this morning, you need to get to the Holy of Holies. You need the presence of God. I got news for you. Just be baptized with Jesus. Be baptized in water and do not shy away from the baptism of the Holy Spirit that gets you into the presence of God.
Y'all, y'all get this? I hope you did, because it took me a long time to find these pictures. I'm going to ask you again. Pastor David, come on. I didn't have any points. The most important point I'm trying to ask you this morning is have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'm not asking you for anything else. Let whatever comes come. But I'm asking you and pleading you as your pastor, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I've read bunches of scripture. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. They didn't speak in tongues. And that is wonderful. That is awesome. Prophesying is awesome. Having the, having the anointing and the gift of healing is wonderful. But remember, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, there are incredible benefits that comes along with that. But you'll never have those benefits if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You may never ever speak in tongues. Doesn't matter. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because there's theologies and religions that, that just what, hammers that, hammer that. You are not saved if you don't do these things. It's not true. All he's saying, nothing more, nothing less, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you want to get into the presence of God, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. For some of you, you feel dead. You don't feel like that you're alive. You feel like everything you're doing, you're, you're, you're going backwards. Could it be that you're trying to do life without the presence of God truly operating and working in your life. Why does the enemy want us to shy away from it so much? Let me tell you the reason why, because it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The enemy doesn't want you to have any power. He wants you to be powerless. No wonder. And he, boy, he sure has done a good job bringing confusion into our world, hasn't he? Getting people afraid of it. Getting people afraid of all of it. No. I'm going to ask you. Have you received the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you been baptized? You, yeah, I've been baptized in Jesus. I'm saved. And you know what? You can stop there. You'll go to heaven. And how's it working out for you? Are you getting a little beat up? Are you trying to figure out what to do? Are you trying to figure out what job to go? Are you trying to figure out who to marry? Are you trying to figure out how to fix your marriage? Without the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, remember, he will tell you all things. Allow the one inside of you to come inside of you so that the one inside of you then, the one who knows everything about everything about everything about everything, can tell you about everything. And you could talk to him. You could talk to him. And he wants to talk to you. Because he'll be your best friend. He'll be your best friend. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You know, as I was preparing this, I said, Lord, there are so many people so confused about this controversial issue. And God, I pray that, Father, that you would just use me as your vessel this morning to once and for all try to help people really, truly understand that God you, you do want to baptize them in the Holy Spirit and God that you do want to do a great work in their life 
And God, you are a God that is for them. You're a God that doesn't want to do bad things to them, God. You're not a God who wants to bring confusion into their life. But God, you're a God that wants to bring understanding. And I pray that God, that someone this morning, that God, their eyes have been opened up saying, Wow, God, I've not allowed you to truly baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And I pray right now, Father, that they would call on you and say, God, I may not understand, but God, if that third baptism is there, God, I want that. I need that in my life, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.